Uh, so welcome back to uh, part two of this week's LGR discussion, episode 125.5, um, a special Laps Gamer Radio mini-sode. Uh, all recorded in one night. All recorded in one night, but we decided to split it in half. Um, we got rambling. Yeah, it, it ran so late that even though Adam is five hours behind us, he still had to leave. Um, so... I'm joined by Andy and Chazzy, and we're going to talk about Google Stadia. Mm. Google are launching a video game streaming thing. Like it's everybody knows it's the future of video games. It's something's going to be coming along. We we knew it's going to be coming along. Sony had kind of got into this a little bit okay. with uh, when they bought Gaikai. Gaikai, and then they launched the PlayStation is, Now thing. Which I want to. Oh no, no, I want to say it's part of OneLive, but it's not. No, no, it's no. it's part of Sony. They or, like they own it. Like um, yeah. I know someone bought the techno like the Gaikai technology and Gaikai and OneLive were competitors. Yeah. It's uh, Sony. Sony bought Gaikai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, it. So yeah, that was that was a whole thing. And they used that to launch PlayStation Now, which uh, you know. Huh. Uh, people, set the world no, right, no, people it? who use it seem to like it, but you know, you need to have a pretty decent internet connection going. And but this mm. is like internet is the well the internet and networking and streaming and sending information down cables is what google do it is their Mm. thing so they understand this more than sony does they understand this more than gaikai does they probably understand it more than microsoft does um so they have so this thing's so uh, this system even before it had it's a name. a console that's not a console. Yeah, well, it's, it's basically just a streaming platform. Now, it's been in the beta for a while. Um, there's been anecdotal information that's come out. Uh, a guy who emailed into the giant Bombcast or giant Beastcast a few weeks ago saying how he'd been playing, because there's been this beta where you're able to play Assassin's Creed Origins yeah, or Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. one of those two, like streaming yeah. it straight to Chrome uh, on yeah. on your device. Uh, and he said, uh, this was I think it was an Australian guy, um, and Australian internet is notoriously bad. Uh, and he said he hadn't got particularly good uh, internet and he was using it via Wi-Fi on, from the other side of the house of his router and it was working fine. So that's impressive mm. anyway. Um, did anyone watch the keynote? Yeah, I've, I've watched it a couple of times now. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't. Talk me through it. So... This is not your usual place to do a large, well, this kind of announcement. This this was done at GDC. So this is the Game Developers Conference. Okay, this isn't on a stage at E3 with, you know, all singing, all dancing lights and and that kind of stuff. This is a reasonably sized room uh, for an event, um, but it, it it was quite toned down from the usual kind of razzmatazz that you you normally get with some kind of big console launch or whatever no it uh, was and it seemed from what i saw it seemed more in line with you know uh, the usual sort of google keynote speech you would get at um ces or yeah. something like that yeah yeah and it <laughs> From a market, like from obviously I'm in marketing and, and that kind of stuff. From my point of view, it was very interesting that they were, A, they decided to target this to developers and the message was all about talking to the developers and saying, guys, look at this platform. Look at what it can do. Look Ooh. at what the the creative ways that we can unshackle you. 
but also opening it up to a live stream that people can that the whole of the world can watch and it be an announcement for their their platform and they were kind of straddling this line of guys look how creative you can be and look at all this like cool stuff that's eventually going to be coming along but also going hey guys uh, out in the wider world look at what we can do this is like the most amazing kit ever like you you want this and it was a really weird sort of subtle mixed message so they they come out on stage and it's they've got phil harrison comes out and stay eventually comes out and stay. oh well the best bit was the first bit where uh, they have the the vp of like um the google, the guy who runs google comes out and he's this indian uh indian guy whose name i don't know because i don't i don't keep up with his stuff but it basically comes out and the first thing he says is i don't know anything about games i'm not a gamer mm-hmm. don't really play him mm-hmm. and you think oh no this is that's not the way to start a, <laughs> start a conference and he, and he makes a couple of like dad jokes about you know video games and that kind of stuff and sort of quickly gets shuffled off the stage um but he goes oh i don't know much about it but i've got lots of passionate people in my company that do and they code because because they coded games when they were kids and then got into bigger stuff off the back of that Hmm. and then obviously phil harrison comes out and does the big reveal and you know blah 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 and basically they announced that this he sort of built it up as if it was going to be a console and then just dropped the hammer that it was the it, it, it you are playing the games on a data center across the internet mm-hmm. um and it's fully streaming but with your con with your uh controller um syncs to wi-fi so you are sync your wi-fi technically is etherneted straight to the data center back wherever wherever this node your closest node is so yeah and and it was just it was just very interesting that they were they've basically tried to take the what they were saying was things like that they were showing what what one of their shards is and they were giving the specs for that and they were saying it's like 10 teraflops and that's the equivalent of basically a playstation 4 and an xbox together it's still even more than that you know, they were sort of giving these kind of big hoorah, we've got amazing kit, and then we can also stack this kit. So you may have your game and it'll run on one shard and it'll run at 4K across the internet perfectly. But what if you want to play a Battle Royale game? You know, at the moment you're limited to what's in the console under your TV. What about if we gave you extra shards so you could take that from 100 to a thousand player battle royale you know you're not limited by the box under each client under the tv because it's running on a back end and it's running on our backbone and everything's being done in our data centers and then we're just pushing the the signal out to you at the end we can scale up and scale down as much as our data center will allow so one game one game can run on 18 shards if we wanted to just for one person you know, and it was just suddenly it just went, oh my god! Like the computing mm. power of this is incredible mm. if they can push it with the right kind of latency. Um, but they were very, it was very interesting that in they're giving and they were saying about like share states, so you can do things like like someone I heard say, um, like as giving an example was that you can essentially say right i'm at ornstein and smo um 
in Dark Souls, isn't this a cool boss? Why don't you try and take him down? And then you would have a save state that's just before you walk through to, to play them. Mm. And you could share that out as a link on your Twitter and anyone could cool. dial into that and play cool. it. As long as they, point on, as long as they were a subscriber. Yes. Well, this is the thing. There was no talk of what business model this would be running in. You don't know if this is you're buying each game individually and then dialing into the system through your browser. Is it going to be a Game Pass type subscription? Is it going to be a pay as you play? Yeah. So you, you know, you pay for X amount of minutes. Like no one knows what this. No, no one knows what the business model is. And they were very, very. Every, if you notice, in every single one of their like things, they never talk about money. It's all about experience. It's all about what what we can do, how great this bit of kit is, and how it was almost like this. You can't comprehend how this will change everything. Mm. And they were trying to get that across again and again and again. The problem with it is, is it. It felt like a snake oil salesman at, at, at times. Sort of, look over here, look over here, look over here, look at this hand, look at this hand, look at this hand, don't look at this hand, look at this hand. Mm. Um, there was a, there's a lot of questions that went unanswered, and there's a lot of stuff in it that you sort of think, that sounds too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And then, like, with all this integration stuff, they were talking about, um, obviously, they've got YouTube gaming. So all because it's all on their back end, you can... They were saying that you can basically, as you're playing the game, it is concurrently running another shard that is recording all of your gameplay at 4K. So you can instantly hit the share button and output to 4K straight to YouTube as a YouTube video or stream it and that kind of stuff. And then they had things like if you're if you're a streamer and you're playing, their example was NBA 2K. Uh, you could be playing NBA 2K and you go, right, I want a full full team of players to play against or with. And you go, right, who in my stream wants to play me? And then you fire out the link to five lucky players and instantly they can just hit a button, they're dialed straight in and they're in your game. Mm. And within five seconds. Like you could be watching a, a YouTube video, like like Monster Hunter. You could be watching a Monster Hunter video and there could be a play now playlist section now button. Wow. And you can play that section, it'll just instantly load and you're in the game. Hmm. And stuff like that, you think, wow, that's like breaking the barriers of like content creators and 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 games. Like there'll be no there's no more downloading. There's no more sitting and waiting for a patch because it's all been done on the back end for you. But there's the question of, yeah, but on live tried this. Guy Kai have tried this. Yeah. Yes, you're Google and you've got all the data centers and yeah. infrastructure in the world, but Ooh. latency, you know, how are you going to play a fighting game? How are you going to play a, you know, how have you got around these issues? They've already said that Doom Eternal is going to be one of the games that's going to be available on this platform, which yeah, is like so, a super twitchy shooter. So, yeah, what they were saying about that was is that basically all these shards are running as Linux. So this is what Steam has been pushing, that all games should be now running in Linux rather than Windows, which is very interesting because people thought that Steam were doing that for the simple fact that Windows as an operating system is quite uh, quite uh, intensive, well, shit, basically, yeah, and that Linux is actually far more stable and far quicker, but it's a lot more difficult to program for. Um, so 
it's interesting that Google want to take you away from Windows and into a, their games into mm. Linux, which which I thought was interesting. Um, they've had their own graphics CPU, uh, GPU created um, purposely to put into these shards, so that they're they're like incredibly powerful, but also you know work work with their technology. Like there's a lot of effort has gone into creating the hardware and stuff on the back end, but it's. It's just interesting to see the thing with this is, is, is it's all potential. Yeah. And, um, it, but with, we need to see it people need to get their hands on it. And at the moment it, it sounds amazing, but it also sounds like a very, very walled garden at the same time, you know, it's, um, and it can be scary. It can be incredibly scary because it can lock away you know, uh, lock away games from, games from people. You know, yes, you can get to your game instantly, but also by the same token, they can pull that service or a, a license can run out and that game. Yeah, going. I mean, there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of question marks. I mean, even when you think about mm. the service itself, what about the home? You know, are we all set up? <laughs> you know, sometimes it's difficult enough to get Wi-Fi across the house, never mind. Well, this is it. Like, <laughs> so they, they, they basically, like, said... Oh, it's going to roll out in say I wasn't really listening, but it was like Australia, the UK, states. Um, the states, blah, 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 blah. but it was very targeted yeah. areas, and and they all seemed to be places that had reasonably decent sort of fiber connectivity in in most of the country. Yeah, but then but then you think about like the US, everyone's on a data cap, yeah. mm-hmm. or it seems to be. Yeah, if you, so you're blowing if you're those in an area out, where like Comcast or uh, one of their ilk is the sole ISP in that area, mm. yeah, you're out of luck. Exactly. So there's there are massive at the moment there are massive limitations on the way the internet works or is proliferated. Well, this is the 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 but is this Google trying to force the issue? Mm. Uh, and trying to well, they can force change. the issue as much as they want like yeah. but until the infrastructure is there to support <laughs> truly high speed Ooh. internet in all places like so where i live for an example um i live in a village that has fiber optic to the junction box down yeah. down in the village and then regular old copper wire like telephone lines have been made out of for forever. It's copper wire from your house to the box to the and box. the box out to the yeah, and so is fiber. The best I can get, the absolute best I can get in an ideal situation is maybe thirty megabits down. Ooh. Yeah, you're about the same as me. Um, in reality, I usually get maybe sixteen down. Oh um, right, yeah. So I'm getting about twenty, twenty six, twenty seven probably because it's the entire village is feeding off that one. Yeah fiber optic feed to that one um uh, junction box from what i've been reading it's basically been saying if you've got a 30 meg connection mm-hmm. then 1080p 60 is pretty much doable well they're promising 4k though, aren't they? if you want but they're talking 4k and they're saying if you want 4k then you've got to have a a lot better connection yeah exactly that. and and the vast majority of people do not have access to that so at the moment, it's a re- I think it's a really really cool idea that a handful of people 
Well, I say a handful of people. People who live in large cities with it's a, it's, with like a serious fiber optic infrastructure and high speed internet without data caps. Those people will be able to benefit from this. The vast majority of other people, I am still going to want to download my games. Like I can stream t- films and TV shows. I can I can stream those in 4K, but that's like sending some information down. It's not having to send information down and up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At a you know at a regular at a decent click it's like <clears throat> sixty frames a second, yeah. um, with low latency. Uh, other because like you know otherwise it just feels bad to play. It's like it's it's noticeable if you try to play a game on a TV, um, not in game mode. Like in a game that in a TV that has Ooh, like a, yeah. doesn't have a really quick refresh rate, that's noticeable. Like with the amount of latency that I could expect to get the vast majority of the time on my internet connection, streaming games is why is one of the reasons why I I haven't even bothered with like a free trial of PS Now because I know I would not be able to benefit from it. It just wouldn't be Ooh. fun. So I will stick to downloading my games. See, I yes, they're targeting a very small pool, small-ish pool mm-hmm. at the moment. But I think the idea is is that. Well, if anyone's going to do it, surely the people with the best infrastructure in the world yeah. at doing it should give it a go. And, you know, like with, with TVs, TVs in the HD era, like a lot more HD TVs got sold because of games consoles, right? And it, and it forced the issue and everyone went out and bought TVs that were HD ready. I feel like if this and a few other know situations to do with netflix and and kind of that kind of stuff because google does want to roll out roll out google fiber at some point yeah so is this like a kind of a targeted long-term play to kind of try and force google fiber across in a a the u.s market and you know force broadband uh, like fiber penetration in other countries it's not going to happen yeah i know it's It's not going to happen it's, it's like, but I, I feel like it's a long-term play for that. In the few places where, like, if, if you live in, like, the Bay Area of, of uh, so, Northern so, yeah. California, where you've got, like, mm. Google's gigabit internet, great. You can, you know, then, then oh, yeah. this thing's going to be great for you. In the UK, where, like, the... Inter- where it's... it's um, uh, Let's put it this way. I, I, it's open I've, reach, We've just it? had... We've just... Yeah, open reach. You've just put fiber in in my village mm-hmm. right and that was two years ago is it fiber to the junction box and then copper wire again it's the same as you it's copper exactly. wire out to yeah copper wire out to a junction open box, reach junction are getting box. paid an ex- a ridiculous mm. amount of money by the government to install high speed fiber optic broad fiber optic broadband throughout the country to people's mm. houses and they are not delivering on it uh, and it's going no. to be the same in in most places in, was, in most like countries said, and in most of america as well like up to two years ago i was getting eight meg broadband infrastructure right. improving infrastructure is expensive nobody wants to pay for it nobody wants to be responsible for actually doing it um no. so for most people this is a really interesting concept but in reality it's a pipe dream for the foreseeable future yeah i mean also yeah. you know what was the cost we don't know what the cost of subscription are you on the games um, how long like, so how long the games are going to be there? And you talk about data caps. Well, you won't own the games that that like, you you don't own I the know, games now. Technically, technically, but, you know, but um, data caps. 
yeah, like you say, will you be paying for them as you are now and paying an exorbitant? Like, are you going to be paying fifty mm. fifty pounds for a game that you're streaming across yeah. the internet? Like, I, I oh. wouldn't want to pay. No, you know, they'll they'll say, oh well, it's a you know, we've got to pay for the data oh. center and we've got to pay for this and we've got to pay for that. So that's why the costs are so high. And if uh, Google's service goes down for whatever reason, you know, they have downtime. If they have server maintenance, if your internet is down, um, f- for me at the moment. I turn on my PlayStation. Uh, if my yeah. internet goes down, then I can't play The Division. I can't play yeah. Destiny. I can't play Apex Legends. I can't play any game that has like a you know a live online service. But I've got a grip of single player games, offline games that I can quite happily play. With Google Stadia, if your internet goes down, you can't play anything Ooh. at all, apart from that dumb dinosaur game in the browser that they pointed <laughs> they out. They make a joke. They literally yeah. made a joke about that in the, in in the, like the first yeah, couple of minutes. Exactly. Um, so it's interesting it's re- it's 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 cool that right we knew this was coming this 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 is the next step in how video games are delivered it's it feels like it's it's uh, music has done it too early. Uh, with spotify and uh apple um uh, apple music and tidal and amazons and google's stuff You've got you've got uh, Netflix and Amazon Instant Video and Hulu and talking HBO about very Go. small file packets. Yeah, sizes. exactly. But this is the way that media is going. Music's gone this way. TV has gone and, and films have gone this way. Video games was going to be the next one to fall, but it's but it's going to be the hardest one to crack because of the size of the information that needs to be sent and the fact that it's not. Um, because it is interactive, it's not having to send that information one way. It's having to send information Ooh. both ways. In a, in, a, in a very short space of time in you know in microseconds if you want to avoid latency uh we knew it was going to be the thing that was coming people have been talking about it for a while people have been saying like maybe you know this generation or perhaps next generation will be the last generation of consoles and then it'll all turn into like service packages and streaming and whatnot but the, the yeah. infrastructure just isn't there and so i yeah it's it, it's an odd move. I wouldn't say it's an odd move. I just feel like it's a the a first big company putting their foot down and trying to own the space. Yeah, yeah. like I'm, and and that's what that's what it feels like. But yeah. also, we were either were either well, pardon me, sorry, my voice is going. <clears throat> were either of you um, fans of listening like way back in the day to podcasts of the One Up Show and like, uh, One Up Yours? So way back when this like one up yours was the podcast to listen to. It was the basically the giant bomb cast before the giant bomb cast, right? Admittedly, maybe the giant bomb cast isn't the the podcast to listen to, but it's one of the biggies, right? One up yours no, was the Lamps podcast. Gamer Radio is the podcast Ooh. to listen to, but yeah, well, you know. But one up yours, they had um, they were they were they had a famous episode once where um, they had Dennis Dyack on. Oh Jesus, mate. Made Eternal Darkness, I want to say, or something. Well, like he that. made no, it, it uh, more importantly, he made Two Human, the game that had to be that had to be taken off shelves and like unsold <laughs> copies of it had to be destroyed. But at the time, he was on his. He was like he'd come off the back of Metal Gear Twin Snakes, and he was seen as like a kind of a, a big name developer with you know very future thinking. And he sat down. He had a really really famous rant all about something called the one console future and he said that maybe not the next console generation a generation after that but there will be a time when there will not be 
a like you know a Microsoft, a Sony, a Nintendo, you will just have one console, and it will do everything, mm. and it will just come into your house, and you won't have to worry about going to the store. You won't have to worry about doing this and doing that. It will all be coming to you, and everyone at the time absolutely laughed their heads off at him, and he was he was kind of you know pointed out, and everyone took the mick out of him on social media, and kind of. You know, it was, a, it was a bit of a kind of, it was a bit of a laughing stop for saying it. But you look at the Google Stadia announcement, you look at the way Game Pass and all these, you know, everyone's trying to get everything to cross play and integrate with each other. You, you know, with um, like Rocket League and, you know, that's got any going cross play and everything's starting to slowly come together and homogenize and become this one dedicated place for playing games and i think he might have been right that there there's he may not have been completely right but i think where the his thought process was in the right way that there is going to be a situation where it all comes into one one area one state and it's going to be this like you say this this streaming things will catch up and infrastructures will get better and we will we will suddenly be in this this weird state where data centers are just that's it it's all being held on a data center and you know whether it's microsoft own that data center or google own that data center or you know facebook own that data center or whatever it's going to be yeah you're going to have this weird it's not going to be the the, and they're all going to talk to each other it's not going to be the data center so much because the, the the price of storage will probably go down as um you know, as technology improves and we're able to compress uh, uh, the information, but we'll store it on smaller and smaller, you know, um, hard drives. Or uh, the, the 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 technology increases to the point. Like I remember years ago, people talking about holographic hard drives and being able to store an in, a ridiculous amount of information on on uh, something the size of like your thumbnail and whatnot. Like uh, that that's not going to be the the issues like who owns the data centers. Amazon owns most yeah. of the data centers and Google owns probably most of the rest of them. Um it's <clears throat> more t- like the it's we I think we could end up going down the same situation that is that is beginning to become a problem with the streaming services for um TV and film. But with music it's not a problem. Like everything that's pr- almost like 99.999% of everything that is on Apple Music is also on Spotify, is also on Amazon, is on Google. Mm. Um titles another separate issue. Um with the TV and film stuff, it's a little bit more complicated. Like you see, like we saw the issue recently of um Netflix's uh Marvel TV series are all being canned and I would not be surprised if uh, they get pulled Uh, they might not I don't know but there won't be any more of those because Disney is launching their own streaming service and so Disney will want all their Marvel all the Star Wars stuff all the Disney stuff on their streaming platform and then HBO's got all their stuff on their streaming platform and Amazon's got all of their stuff on theirs and then there's Hulu and it's like it's reaching the point where it's like I've got I've got two I pay for two video streaming services i cannot justify paying for more than that i I pay for amazon and i pay for netflix i can't if hbo go was available in this country uh i would be tempted but i can't justify paying for that as well i can't justify you be tempted by paying one slightly more expensive subscription that promised you 
that all of those services would talk to each other. They won't. And you could pick and check. Oh, but this is that, what I'm saying. That won't be the case. It'll be like but, Microsoft will have their service. Sony will have their service. Nintendo will forget that the internet exists and carry on selling hardware. Um, Google will sell... Uh, well, the Google will offer a service where you can play all of the third-party games, probably. Um, Microsoft will have a service where you can play all of the Xbox exclusives and, you know, a, a large selection of third-party games, or all of them. And Sony mm. will sell another service where you can play all of Sony's yeah. first-party games and a selection of third-party game. You know, all of Sony's first-party games, sorry, and a selection of third-party games, or all of them. It's going to be segmented either way because. Um, I just feel Microsoft is a Microsoft is in a weird position. The public will the public will push for convenience. The public can push and for at convenience. At some point, they will ha- all have to talk to each other, and they will all have to. Well, that's the thing is that the public can push for convenience as much as they want, but the public mm. doesn't get what they want. The public the public wants what they get. Mm. Uh, Microsoft are in a in an odd <clears throat> position in that. Xbox is the least profitable part of their business, except probably for mobile phones, but I think they've gotten out of that now. I, I so think they lean on Nintendo so, by putting their service on Nintendo's equipment. Well, yeah, it's, it's like they're basically in a situation where they can experiment a little bit more. They can offer Game Pass as a service. They can say, let's like start selling our games on other platforms. Let's open up cross-play. Let's talk about being able to stream all the games on Game Pass onto Nintendo Switch because if to, to the higher ups at Microsoft, like Xbox is yeah. a blip and just a drop in the bucket for them because their business is on all of their money comes from the business side stuff, um, Microsoft yeah. Office, their operating systems, and their server stuff. When it comes to Sony, uh, PlayStation is the only profitable part of their business at the moment. Um, the TV stuff mm. isn't doing great. Their, tele- their, their mobile phone division is tanking. Um, they don't really have much. They've got the film division, but they're, 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 they have two flops for every success, it seems, uh, of Sony Pictures. The only really strong, profitable part of the Sony conglomerate is PlayStation. And mm. they won't give that up uh, in a hurry. Um even uh, like even counting that fact and the fact that they are a almost as conservative a company as Nintendo are, a uh, very conservative Japanese company that don't like struggle to move with the times, shall we say? Uh, as we've seen recently with the whole crossplay thing, uh, that's uh, a lot of people have said that. Well, that they're doing it because they're on top. Um, I think it's got more to do with the fact that they it it's very difficult for Japanese companies to change their ingrained culture and their ingrained attitudes towards things in a hurry. Um, Sony will not let go of what is the most profitable part of their business and be like, yeah, we'll just let Google sell all of our games and we'll take a cut. I I can't see that happening. No, I mean, if if we're looking at convenience, if you look at the films and TV would be the one. Like I said, if if you think about it, if I'm in the future, if I'm going to want Disney stuff, I have to pay for Disney streaming. You're going to pay for Netflix, Amazon. They've all got their own um, special series limited to their own networks. Mm-hmm. Two, but when it gets to three, four, five, then the public will complain. And only then we will. But this is what I'm saying is that at some point you get to a, 
there's only so much money. You know, there's only so there's only so big a pool of a pool of money. And like like you say, if you've got to decide between whether you want a Netflix, a Di- Netflix, Disney, and Amazon, or you're not, you're also not going to pay for the other X, Y, and Z that comes after it. So <clears throat> you're you're only going to spend a certain finite amount of money, which means that if everyone's doing that, there's only a certain pool. You know, you're, you're asking companies, capitalist companies, now to make logical decisions. Well, yeah, this is a, this and is. Then you ask, you're also asking the. Um, it comes down, yeah. It comes down to a. Um, th- there are very traditional models of keep keep everything in a walled garden and keep the money for yourself. But they're, but they're all. You're also asking the games industry, who have shown time and time and time again that they are perfectly willing to jump in with both feet mm. into an already flooded market um, to try and jump on. Just look at like games as a service. Uh, there are only so many of those games that can be a success and everybody wants to have them. A lot of publishers want to have multiples of them. Uh, and it, you cannot sustain that level of business. Like the same thing happened with the um, MMO thing. Everyone wanted a cut of the of the everyone when World of Warcraft blew up. Everyone wanted a slice of that, uh, and it's, it's you can't. There is only a cert, there is a finite number of people in, in order to be able to sell this stuff to, and you can't keep selling them you know, different variations of the same thing and expecting them to keep playing that same thing over and over again. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that the big uh, the, the big tell will be um, what happens with this widening of, like, it, this increase of the players in the market in the uh, home video streaming service. Like, there yeah. are... There's gonna there's gonna be winners and there's gonna be losers and there's gonna be there's gonna reach a point where there are too many and that market becomes saturated. I already think well, the thing Disney is, is games is, are getting more expensive to create because you know four K means you have to create bigger textures and bigger better models and blah blah blah, which equals more money. But then the price of the game has to go up and then people will bulk at anything over you know fifty Ooh. sixty pounds. So. You can't charge what you want to charge, what you need to charge to cover those costs. Um, and, you know, every, everything gets bigger and bigger. Like the consoles are getting more and more expensive. So people are now, you know, being more judicious about which console they buy, if at all. Because, you know, like as the consoles get more expensive, more people will drop out because they're just being, I can't justify paying that kind of money for that kind of kit. Yeah. And at some point, there's got to be a breaking point at some point. It just has to be. You know, it, it can't carry on like this. It can't get bigger and bigger and bigger and stay, you know, around consoles are four to five hundred pounds. Games are always 50 quid. You know, it it can't stay like that. It just it, it's coming to a, a bursting point. And something has to change. But that's also like a... That's a, a like your piece of hardware that you purchase is a one-off mm. purchase. Like you spend three hundred. So this is what Google is trying to say: is that rather than paying that five hundred pounds for that piece of kit under your TV, you pay us that five hundred pounds over three years. Yeah, and you get a bit of kit that 
constantly expands. Yeah, but yeah, but you're you're paying infinitely. you're paying that amount of money to Google over that certain amount of time. But then you're also paying however much money a month to Xbox to be able to access yeah. um, the Game yeah. Pass service, and then you're also paying however much to Sony to access PlayStation Now, and you're all then you're also paying however much to Nintendo to be able to access their games, and then you're also having to pay in yeah in in a lot of places. But the idea is for... with Google is that that service is so good that you don't buy the other two consoles. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. Is 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 like let's say that you don't have to buy those services. Let's say that Sony makes PlayStation Now. A available on uh, the uh, available to stream over the service mm. uh, but you have to pay for PlayStation now Xbox makes game pass available on the service but you have to pay for Xbox game pass Nintendo yeah. makes a streaming service it'll never happen but hypothetically speaking yeah. Nintendo makes a streaming service available with all of their you know uh, exclusive games but you have to pay a subscription service for that suddenly you're paying like uh, let's say they're ten pounds a month uh, each. That's yeah, forty quid a month on top of of uh, in a lot of places having to pay for an exorbitant fee to have an uncapped ISP. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, you know, an uncapped uh, internet through your ISP. But then this is what I'm saying about it changing. It it is changing the thought processes of modern gamers. Is the fact that. Whereas you and I have been brought up that you can have all the consoles and play all the games if you've got a reasonable pool of money. Mm-hmm. Now it's getting to the stage where it's like, actually, you, you've got to just go narrow band with this and just you are sticking with your Google Stadia or you're sticking with your oh. PlayStation or sticking with your Xbox because fiscally that makes more sense. And yes, I'm going to miss out on exclusives, but I, you know, I've nailed my... Colors to the mast on this one, and that's it. That's my one console. Yeah, but you know, also you've got to think about that's my one um, <coughs> service. You know, it's it's been known what's happening in America with this um, free internet coming down, and we want the type of freedom of the internet. I mean, there are already reports mm. of um, throttling Netflix, so you're adding x x number yeah, exactly. of data onto the service. And I've read reports or you know letters people can't written about them. It's uh, Virgin throttles their service after an hour, so this guy's streaming after an hour, so he can't stream because Virgin throttles his connection. You know, so what's going to happen is if you you're playing a game, Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, whatever it is, after an hour you've your latency and it sc- it scales you down from four K to ten eighty p. Your latency goes up, etc. etc. Yeah, it's you know. And you're, you've already got, you're already painful and limited, but because this, at a certain point, I'd say like half five till seven, uh, maybe eight o'clock is busiest time, you know, that's probably its busiest time on the internet. Yeah. You can't really play it, but I'll get decent connections or something. You play at midnight, oh, it's fine, but. Yeah. I mean, did you say, I mean, just to sort of cap this off, because obviously this is getting very long and I've, people are probably falling asleep, but did you see the kind of thing with, uh, they sort of interviewed, uh, did a phone call with Phil Spencer and, just sort of said like so you know what are your thoughts and he's basically yes yeah, pretty much what we expected mm. um 
you know, but, we're gearing up for something. But Microsoft are already... We're taking all this into account. Microsoft are already in the space where they are more interested in selling you a service, Ooh. selling you Xbox Game Pass, hmm. selling you Xbox Live than they are in selling you a piece of hardware because they've lost this generation by quite a Ooh. large margin. And, and like I said, it's like there is no pressure coming from um, the overarching, overall Microsoft company saying like, this this wing of the, the company has to make a profit because the other parts aren't. Yeah. Phil Spencer's in a different situation than uh, an Xbox in a different situation than, than Sony are when it comes to this. And if rumours are to be true, we're already dipping with Tony with a new Xbox, uh, a new Xbox X, all digital version. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, well, that, that I think that's more to do with the fact that people are, playing, people are buying their games more digitally than physically this time. So if they can sell a cheaper Ooh. box that doesn't have a disk drive in and people just, you know, if it's like a hundred bucks or a hundred pounds for an xbox one s all digital edition really dumb name um then you know that's, that's a good way of getting people into their ecosystem at this point they, mm. they you know you buy that and you buy game pass and then you've got a hundred a, a pool of like a hundred games to play and you don't have to rely on streaming them we're moving into a very strange era at the moment where the the norms of what we've always associated with gaming are starting to be bent and move in a very very different direction you know we've it's always been a box under your tele, a box under your telly and it's always been you know a controller in your hand and blah 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 and those things are slowly people are finding ways to completely change that and we're getting into a new a very new very different model of how to think about games and um I'm, I'm quite excited about it to be honest with you but i i think that it's a lot of this stuff is very pie in the sky at the moment well those yeah. has to be a pioneer and there's a lot a lot of posturing those has to be pioneers out there isn't there? always somebody else to test yeah, the why not be google yeah so yeah it'd be interesting to see how, this, how the next sort of the next generation pans out and where it kind of whether it does take a sort of a left at the traffic lights approach and goes in a completely different, like you say, into this like weird streaming to you over the internet thing, or whether it does just carry on with the same. Here's a bigger box with more power, you know, and a, and a disc that goes in. To be honest, you know, mate, I be... would be quite—I'd be perfectly happy with that because, like, yeah. I use my Xbox One X as my 4K Blu-ray player, and. I like being able to play games at 4K or 60 frames a second, and I can't stream that. So, but it's that, but it's that thing. And of I like, like having discs. God damn it! Yeah, but it's that thing of like, uh, like I've uh, there was there's always there was wax cylinders, then there was vinyl, and then we kind of went to tape. Um, I've still got vinyl, and that was a bit weird. Ooh. And but then CDs came along, which were essentially like glossy. A digital vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's always uh, been the like, same way. I've, you know, it's always been a it's, it's always been a thing reading bumps. But I've got my I've got my feet in both camps and that because I subscribe to Apple Music. And then MP3s came I, along. I, I subscribe to Apple Music and stream all of my music directly to my phone. But I also yeah. buy vinyl. So, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's that it's that thing of like suddenly MP3 came MP3s came along and it, everything changed pretty much mm. within a few years. And I think there there will be that there will be a moment when that happens to gaming and everything you've 
held as oh well this is the way it's always done we'll be completely blown out of the water i don't think it's now i don't think it's the stadia but i think there's something like that mm. that will completely you know uh, uh, change the the whole dynamic of of how you in like how gaming is you know on a fundamental level mm. so yeah uh google stadia interesting concepts uh whether it is uh will work in practice for the vast majority of people it remains to be seen uh but google are wizards when it comes to the internet so who knows who knows uh, like, like like we've been saying like uh, at least they're forcing the conversation now they're the first the first ones to make a move now we'll see whether microsoft or sony or nintendo or even apple um you know get involved We'll see. I was going to say, let us know your thoughts on Stadia. Yeah, let us know your thought. Uh, uh, your thoughts. Drop us a tweet uh, over at LapsGamer on uh, on Twitter, or send us an email to LapsGamerRadio at gmail dot com. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. In the meantime, you can check us out on Twitter. You can go to the YouTube channel, um, and you can vis- You can read our words. Uh, what little ones we do write over at LapsGamer dot com. Um, this recording has gone on for a long time and I need, I need some booze. So (laughs) thanks very much for listening. (laughs) We'll catch you on the next episode.